tell me what you would do in this situation. You work years to finally get your dream job, something you've dreamt about since you were a kid. And you're good at it. But it's not what you thought it was going to be once you finally got there. You realize that this dream job was really just a dream in your head. And when reality set in and you were in this job, well, you didn't want to be there anymore. You weren't fulfilled. You knew there was something more that you should do. Well, I'm not talking about myself. I know a lot of you who have listened to the show before know that I did have my dream job, but I got let go from it. And actually, I didn't know that I wanted to be let go until much after that. I'm talking about Sunny Leonard Doozy, today's special guest here on the SBI podcast. She is an amazing woman who has a giant YouTube channel and more recently, a new podcast that I recommend you all subscribe to, which is called The Sunny Show. Sunny is such a bright spirit and she's so awesome and she's come on today to tell us so many things, not just her story and how she left this dream job to do something even cooler, but more than that, specific strategies and tactics to help us use video and the content that we post online to drive more email subscribers and to really help us become the bosses that we were meant to become. So for all of you listening right now, make sure you put that phone in your pocket or that device away because guess what? This is going to be a good one. And for those of you coming from Sunny's show, listening to this right now, I appreciate you for being here. Thank you so much. All right. Cue the intro. Here we go. Welcome to the Smart Passive Income Podcast, where it's all about working hard now so you can sit back and reap the benefits later. And now your host, he's kind of a tech nerd and buys a lot of video equipment he doesn't need. I mean, you should see this place. Pat Flynn. Now, as you know, I've been in the podcasting space for quite a long time now, and I've had a lot of success with the multiple shows and and episodes and even the courses I've created. Part of my success is due to how particular I've been in the tools that I use, and one of my favorite tools is Buzzsprout. For those of you who are not familiar with Buzzsprout, you need to be, because if you have a podcast or you're looking to start one, Buzzsprout is by far the easiest way to start podcasting, and they're making it even easier. This is a podcast host, and it allows you to get listed on all the top directories, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, etc. I use it myself. They've provided advanced stats for us now so that you can track your podcast downloads and understand exactly what things are happening with your show, which is really key, right? Just there's not a lot of data that uh, a lot of tools give us access to, and Buzzsprout is some of the best. They'll even help you build a website for your podcast so your audience can easily find you online and listen to all the episodes right from your site too, even if you don't have a website. On the technical side, this is one of the coolest things I've seen in a while. Through the host, Buzzsprout, you can automatically optimize your audio through their newest feature, Magic Mastering. So Magic Mastering is like an Instagram filter, but for your audio. And it takes the audio you have and just automatically masters it to match the Apple Podcast authoring best practices. It's totally awesome. Just, I love them because not only is it just a super easy tool to use, but I know the team there. They are the sponsor of this episode. And I wanted to make sure you got to know who they are because they're, they're a great tool. And if you're just starting out with Buzzsprout, you can actually get a special deal. Their plans start at $12 a month. Buzzsprout is a wonderful partner of mine and, you know, you can actually get 33% more time on your plan, whichever plan you choose, just through this link alone. And that's smartpassiveincome.com slash buzzsprout. And that's a huge deal, 33% extra time on your plan just by going through that link. You can claim that again by going to smartpassiveincome.com slash buzzsprout. Check them out, they're awesome. Hey, what's up, everybody? Thank you so much for joining me today in session 308 of the SPI podcast. If you haven't done so yet, 
Make sure you subscribe to the show. And if you have a chance to leave a review too, that'd be super awesome. Uh, I appreciate that. But I also appreciate today's special guest, which is, like I said earlier, Sonny Leonard Doozy, uh, an amazing person who I got connected with literally over over Twitter. I mean, I've heard her name many times before, but when I said that I wanted to do like some YouTube collaborations, and this was months back before I really made the decision to go and, and really hone in on YouTube this year and, and study it, uh, Sonny just was quick to say, Pat, I want to work with you. And I didn't, I just explored who she was and what she was doing after that. And I was so impressed with everything that she had built and, and this YouTube channel of, of like 130,000 subscribers. It was just blowing my mind. Uh, I knew that someday she was going to come here on the show. And here it is. So I'm not going to make you wait any longer. Sonny Leonard Doozy from uh, the Sonny Show podcast, which you should subscribe to. And also Sonny Leonard Doozy on YouTube and SonnyLeonardDoozy.com. Here she is. Sunny, welcome to the Smart Passive Income Podcast. Thank you so much for being here. I'm so excited. Thank you so much for having me. You know, I have to just thank you also because you are one of the uh, few people who had really inspired me to get into YouTube. I don't, I don't even know if you really know this, but um, it was a trip to Libs in Portugal that got me excited about video again. And then going into YouTube, seeing who the amazing people were who were on there, who I could get inspiration from, and, and your name kept popping up and I've just been consuming your content and really loving your style and everything you've been doing. So thank you. Oh, thank you so much. That means a lot. And today I wanted to talk to you about a few things. First of all, how you got started because um, you're doing some amazing things. You've built this incredible tribe and I want to talk about how you were able to do that. But also specifically about YouTube, partly, par- partially because I'm a little bit selfish here and I want to ask you questions about how I could grow <laughs> my channel too. But I also know other people who are listening to this are also growing their channel or, or thinking about video at least and want to get started on the right foot. Um, and then you're also coming out with a podcast, which by the time this comes out, um, people can go and should subscribe to it right now. What's, what's the name of the show? It's called The Sunny Show. The Sunny Show. Very yeah. appropriately, obviously. So we'll link, <laughs> we'll link to that in the show notes and such uh, for everybody to check out. So let's get into your story a little bit. I, I want to know how you got started and all of this because I'm just getting to know you and I wanted to, to, to know who you were before you got into, you know, becoming a YouTube star. Oh, well, thank you. Um, <laughs> it's very weird to know that it's, it's funny. It's like a we- weird disconnect between, I just really love creating content. And then also knowing that there's a lot of people who now watch that content and knowing <laughs> that there's this big community out there. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I mean, I started as a broadcaster, so I was a journalist. Um, and ever since I was a little girl, I once I realized you could get paid to communicate and um, and really like inspire and educate people, that's what I knew I wanted to do. So I would run home every day to watch Oprah um, religiously. I had a huge um, fascination with Mary Hart on Entertainment Tonight, and I would like mimic them as a little girl and just idolize them and want to be them when I grew up. So I knew I wanted to get into media. And so I went to broadcasting school right out of high school and um, graduated early, got my first job in radio actually, and hosted an evening and a weekend show and was also the promotions coordinator. And then it was right around, um, it was 2008 when I graduated and I knew that my goal was the 2010 Winter Olympics. I wanted to work at the games. I wanted to be a reporter at the games. And it was a pretty big goal considering I had very little experience uh, and was very young, but I ended up doing it. So I ended up being reporter I lived in Whistler during the 2010 Winter Olympics and filed a story every single day Uh, and at that point was working in television as well as radio and really 
in my head, I was like, okay, I've made it. This is what I always wanted to do. Logically, this is the goal. Check it off the list. But in my heart and in my gut, I knew that it wasn't exactly what I had imagined. And I knew that there was something more that I wanted to be doing with my life and that my vision of what I wanted to be doing in the media was to tell stories I really cared about and to help people um, using my skill sets and my expertise. And so... I actually started my first business and conceptualized it as I was driving home from the Winter Olympics uh, and decided to start an online magazine, which is so random. And I literally at that point was walking around Vancouver, going door to door, selling advertising space to local businesses. And I, yes, where? Door to door. That's cool. Door to door. I was walking door to door, knocking on doors. I will never forget the first $500 check that I got um, from a local business. How do you you pitch that? Was it like, because the magazine wasn't even made yet? Well, the magazine at this point was up and running. So the the magazine was up and running. Mm -hmm. I had like, I had the concept out there. It grew fairly fast and I grew the entire thing um, using social media and using video. So I really didn't know what I was doing, but I didn't have a budget. So I was like, I'm going to have to use the grassroots method here. Mm -hmm. Um, And so I built an audience and built up an email list for the first time and really just became intrigued by it and fascinated by it and loved the fact that I could create one-to-one relationships with my audience. And that was really what was pushing the needle to grow the magazine and grow the business. Um, And so I did that for about a year. And then from doing that, I was starting to get recognition from a bunch of different companies. And they were telling me, you know, I'd love to work with you as a consultant. And can we hire you to do our social strategy? And at the time, it was just Facebook and Twitter that were really the big ones. YouTube was the thing, but not a lot of businesses were using it. So I did that for about four or five years. And then after that, I, out of desperation one day, uh, decided that I wanted to get some help with answering my client questions. I had so many clients at the time and I was very burnt out. I was a solopreneur and they all had the same questions over and over again. And one of the big questions I was getting asked at the time was how to use live streaming for business. So I sat down one day in my pajamas, basically. I hadn't washed my hair that day. I sat in front of the window in my apartment, had a stack of books as my tripod, used my webcam and filmed a tutorial video on how to use Periscope, which had just come out. And I woke up the next day and I had a couple thousand views on the video and I had not really any subscribers on my channel. So I was super confused and uh, I had only sent the video to my clients. So I started to notice how much traction it was gaining. And then I was also getting a ton of requests from people all over the world saying, can we hire you to work on a strategy for us for, um, you know, you know lo- using live streaming and marketing the business. And so light bulb moment, obviously. And I started creating content every week. And the funny part was, I really didn't know anything at that point about online marketing. I didn't even know what an online course was. And this was in March of 2015. And I didn't even have anything associated with my YouTube videos at the time, meaning I wasn't driving traffic anywhere. I was just delivering valuable content and really making mini courses that were going out for free on YouTube. Um, And I fell in love with it. And the channel grew super fast. I went from scratch to 50,000 subscribers in my first 12 months. Um, And within a month of being on YouTube, I got an offer to speak at NATO's headquarters in Brussels to speak to NASA and the CIA and the UN about social video strategy. So that was a crazy experience. And every speaking engagement that I've ever got um, has come from YouTube. And the majority of our business has been built 
organically on YouTube. Um, I built my email list and it turned into, you know, such a high demand and a worldwide reach that we ended up Trans, transitioning from a consulting company into a digital product company. And now we're doing high level consulting as well. But it was an amazing way for us to really scale the business and broaden our reach and make an even bigger impact with our products and services. Wow. That's incredible. Yeah. First of all, congratulations. I didn't, I didn't even know a slice of that story. It's just incredible oh, to, to see how far you came, especially from winter Olympics, which is what you thought you wanted to do. And then now yeah. doing something even bigger uh, and speaking in front of bigger crowds, that's great. I, and, I, and I also love the way you teach YouTube related things because it is related to specifically, you know, the business and growing an audience versus just let's get more views, right? Yeah, yeah. And that's you're my always, main. yeah, I mean, that, that's why I wanted you on too. And growing your email list from YouTube is something that I, I know personally from doing research on YouTube that a lot of people don't teach and, and, and or just don't know how to do very well. So I definitely want to dive into that. But I'd love to get your thoughts as a YouTube expert. Like, why, why YouTube and is it, and why, why is it still something people should be paying attention to? Well, I just think video is such an amazing um, way to get your message across. And I really do believe it's one of the best ways to build trust and build relationships with your audience and truly to build a tribe and a community. Um, for me, it's what, again, built my email list from scratch. And also it built up my private Facebook groups and it's built every other social platform that I have. Because when you're delivering value over and over again to people, they feel like they know you and they become, they become very trusting of you. Mm -hmm. um, and so they want to engage with you everywhere. And so I was just saying earlier today, I'm like, I have friendships and relationships with so many people around the world that I've never met in real life, which I know you do as well. And so I think YouTube is such an incredible platform, especially right now, because Facebook ad costs are certainly rising. Um, and Facebook is changing a lot right now. The algorithm oh, yes. is changing a lot. Um, as we've seen. And so it's about diversification. And for me, I kind of did things backwards. I created an organic customer base, an organic audience, um, and then just started using paid advertising about six months ago, um, pretty seriously and consistently. So I just see YouTube as a huge opportunity, particularly for entrepreneurs to diversify their lead generation and also to be discovered for the first time. I have clients that I work with who have only been using Facebook advertising and built very successful businesses. And then I implement a YouTube strategy for them and they're being discovered by brand new people every single day. And I think the really cool thing about YouTube is that because it's a search engine, people are finding you when they want to find you as opposed to you kind of pushing your content in front of them when maybe it's not always wanted. People mm -hmm. are looking for solutions to problems, answers to questions, and you are there when they need you most. And that's, that's how you know, a viewer who doesn't even know you finds you on YouTube, watches your video and becomes this lifelong brand ambassador of yours. I love that. For, for people who are interested in getting into YouTube or who are just getting started with video, what are your top two tips for them to make sure they are approaching it in the right way so that, like you said, they can get found by new clients, get some exposure that they didn't have before? Yeah. So top two, this is tough. I'm like, how do I take I know there's it like down? hundred tips right that you have, but so I think the biggest thing, truthfully, is um, this sounds a little harsh and I'll explain, but no one cares about you on YouTube. I think that's really important to understand because I think we look at people who have become very successful through vlogging um, and through their personalities and think that's how you do YouTube. But if you have a business and you're an entrepreneur, 
what you want to be doing is delivering educational content that's searchable and that's what your ideal customers want from you. They aren't engaged or invested into you as a person at this point. So if you're just talking about yourself and your life and your lifestyle, it's, a, it's almost a little off-putting on YouTube. Whereas on Facebook, it works really well because you have pre-existing relationships with people. Um, so on YouTube, my number one tip is starting with content that is valuable to your audience. Uh, and then the other thing on the video front is really just starting with what you have. You can film great videos on an iPhone. One of my most popular videos that has millions of views is about how to film a video on your iPhone um, and how to create a video on your iPhone. So use what you have and really just start with the bare minimum because you don't need a fancy camera. You don't need the perfect lighting, the perfect set. And that actually was a huge mistake that I made um, when I was first starting out. I wanted it to be broadcast quality. I wanted it to look like a TV set because that's what I was used to, used to. And I was focused so much on the production value that I wasn't focused on what is my audience actually getting out of this. And mm -hmm those videos didn't do very well. And then as soon as I flipped it into how much value can I provide in this video and what are people actually looking for from me, that's when I saw a huge momentum. Do you have any fancy tricks for helping us discover what our audience actually wants to watch videos about? Absolutely. Um, so the first one I would say is my favorite tool is Google Keyword Planner, but there are a ton of other alternatives to that because I know it's complicated for, for people um, and it is a little bit more tricky than it used to be. So Google Keyword Planner, there's also a great tool called Morning Fame and there's another amazing tool that just came out called Keywords Everywhere, which basically if you're searching Google or you're searching YouTube and you type in any phrase, um, it will populate beside the phrase uh, the amount of search volume per month on Google. So instead of having to go to Keyword Planner, it's just right in front of you. So that's a great tool. Um, so those are the places I'd look to first and um, really figure out, you know, how much search volume the topic that you want to create a video on is getting. Now, the flip side to this is you need to make sure that it also has a small search pool, particularly when you're starting your YouTube channel, because YouTube pays a lot of attention to authority. And if you haven't built a ton of authority, it's hard for you to rank in YouTube. And why you want to rank in YouTube is because it's a huge sea of videos. And so unless you're on page one of the results and really in the top five spots, not as many people are going to see you. So when I am teaching people how to do this, I really focus on high search volume. And for a channel just starting out, high search volume can be between 100 and 1,000 searches. For a channel that's built a ton of authority, it can be way higher than that. When you're just starting out, 100 and 1, between 100 and 1,000 searches per month on Google and YouTube. Um, and then you also want to look at the search pool and keep it as small as possible so that you're not trying to rank at the top of millions of search results. Um, so those are two factors. And then another piece of this, and my friend and someone who works with me, actually Brian G. Johnson, um, really kind of taught me this trick as well, and it's about suggested videos. So paying attention to the videos that are gaining a ton of traction on channels that have a very similar target audience to you, and what keywords or what phrases are in those videos, and how can you use elements of those keywords and phrases in your titles and in your descriptions so that you can pull from that suggested search traffic. Because the majority of your traffic on YouTube is either coming from search, because people are finding you and discovering you through search topics, or it's coming from suggested, meaning that people watch a video on a certain topic and you show up on the right-hand side as another option on that same topic. Um, so that's really, those are the main 
areas to focus on. Obviously, there's a lot more than that, but those are the main things that I would suggest that you really pay attention to as you're creating your video content. Um, and the only other thing I will say on that front too is I definitely recommend because, like I said, no one cares about you on YouTube until you give them a reason to care. You want to get into your content as quickly as possible. A huge mistake that a lot of new YouTubers make or entrepreneurs make on YouTube is they give the why of why people need to be paying attention to the content. But if people are searching for an answer or a solution, they already know the why generally. They know why they need it. They just want to know how to do it and what they need to do. So it's kind of skipping over the why of it and getting right into the steps and having a very short intro, um, getting to the steps and then having calls to action at the end. So I, that's what I call my like hot um, script formula and it stands for hook outcome testimonial. Um, so at the very beginning saying, you know, today I'm going to teach you how to get more views on YouTube. You're going to learn exactly step-by-step step the seven steps that you need to rank your videos number one in YouTube. And then I've taught this to thousands of entrepreneurs like, and I can give a customer testimonial um, to prove my credibility and then get right into the steps. I love it. it. makes it simple. I think the hook is super important. That's the one thing I've learned about this YouTube space that I'm trying to carry over into podcasting too. And that's how can we get people to continue or to just know in the beginning that they're going to stick around the whole time. Mm, and yeah. um, like in podcasting, it's not as important, although obviously it is, it's important everywhere. But in podcasting, you have a little bit more time to convince a person that yes, I'm going to put this device in my pocket and continue listening. But on YouTube, I mean, I can see literally in a lot of my older videos, just after 12, 15 seconds, it's like, mm -hmm. shoo, like they just drop off because I haven't gained their interest yet. Um, totally. And I've been trying to work on that too. And, 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 you know, this thing of like, let's keep people on here and more engagement, which means, you know, you need stuff that's happening visually versus just like a talking head the whole time. All, this stuff is all new to me and it's just, it's a fun challenge, but it's, it's, it's not super easy to figure out. No, there's, I mean, there's so many elements to it. I continue to learn on a daily basis about it. And it's just, it's such a fascinating platform to me. And there's so many elements to keeping people engaged. And I think what you mentioned is so important on YouTube and people need to understand it's one of the most important metrics to actually seeing success on the, on the platform is that retention factor. People need to be watching your entire video in order for that video to actually get ranked because YouTube and Google see it as obviously a quality piece of content and people are watching the entire thing. And then watch time on your channel as well is massive. It's a huge analytic that Google and YouTube pay attention to, which means you want people binge watching your content. So you kind of want all of your content to link back to each other. I call it the spider web strategy of like linking each video to another video and having them be related to each other so that people stay on your content and your channel for a long time. Awesome. I love that. How, okay. Now I want to shift over into a little bit of like, okay, YouTube or video for business specifically and, 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 and even more specific than that, uh, building your email list. Um, how are you building your email list through these videos of yours? So I'm building it through really that script formula I mentioned. So I start with the hot intro, I get into the steps of the video and then there's a teaser at the very beginning and a teaser at the very end where I mention that there's an extra resource that you can download or grab um, in the description of the video. So I'll kind of tease it in the beginning. Um, and actually you and I did an, a great video together where you gave so much information on how to start a podcast. And there was a very relevant um, download 
that's associated with that. So that's going to build, you know, your list because my audience is going to say, oh my gosh, this is a video on how to start a podcast. I want to know how to start one in three days, which is what the mini course is on. So it's keeping your opt-ins and your lead magnets super relevant to your video content um, and then providing the link to that, to that download, not only in the description, but also in the cards. And I call my, my method for this, it's the conversion call to action. So there's two calls to action you want to include in your YouTube videos at the very end. You want to have an engagement call to action and you want to start with your conversion call to action. So once you finish getting through the value and education piece of the video, you want to go into your conversion call to action and say, okay, great. I've taught you today about how to start a podcast, but wouldn't it be nice if you get it up and running in the next three days? Well, I have a free mini course below this video on how to start your podcast in the next three days. Make sure you go download it. And then after that, you want to say, and be sure to like this video, subscribe, share, and leave a comment below because the more engagement your video gets, the higher it ranks, the higher it ranks, the more views you get, the more views you get, the more conversions you get to your email list. <laughs> I love that. And how, how well has that been performing? Like the, I mean, we do this on blog posts, right? We, we create upgraded content. Mm -hmm. So if you want more or want to do this faster, or you want a checklist of something, you go and download it here. Um, number one, how well is it working for you on videos? And number two, uh, how are you tracking that if, if possible? So, it, I mean, it's worked incredibly well for me from day one. And, and my first couple of lead magnets or opt-ins, they weren't pretty. Um, and I've used the same mentality with those as, uh, as really with my videos. I kind of just used what I had. So I would use things like Canva to create them um, or even PowerPoint. But I have now kind of a roster of opt-ins and we kind of rotate, in be like rotate between them for our videos. And depending on which one's most relevant, that's what we use. And then we create new ones as we need to. But we track them through ActiveCampaign. Um, there's also UTM tracking that you can do to figure out the success and, and the um, rate at which you're getting conversions. But I mean, basically from day one, we built my email list from scratch to 50,000 email subscribers using YouTube alone. So that's a pretty big, pretty big audience yeah, that we were able to that's build. That's legit right there for sure. Pretty fast. Um, so yeah, so it's, I mean, it's worked incredibly well for me. And then I have um, clients who it's, it's done wonders for too. I have one client who had 50 subscribers last December. Um, so not this past summer, December four. And in a year she built her YouTube subscribers to a hundred thousand. Actually in 10 months, she built it to a hundred thousand following my process. And then she built her email list from scratch to 28,000. And in turn, created her business, um, which is now doing multiple six figures from that email list. That's awesome. Nice yeah. work. That's great. Thanks. Now you had mentioned earlier that you and I did a little collaboration uh, yes. based on you wanting to help your audience learn how to podcast. So you had me come on board and that obviously helps support me as well as, you know, there's a cross promotion there. Um, collaborations I've heard is one of the best ways that you can grow fast on, on YouTube. Um, how might somebody, when they're just starting out, and they don't have any YouTube subscribers at all, how, how can you even ask for that? Or is it even possible to do right at the beginning? I think it is possible to do right at the beginning. And I think it's about understanding that, um, you know, it's, it's working with people with where you're at and where they're at. So finding people who are maybe micro influencers in your space, or even people you have relationships with, where mm -hmm. you're, you know, you're going to do them a favor because you're going to have them on the show and if you optimize it right and do the video in the right way, even if you don't have a massive audience, it's still going to get pickup. So 
I think it's just really starting again with where you are and reaching out to people that are realistic in your space and then growing from there. I mean, I can say for with you, I was like, he's never going to say yes to this. <laughs> so I was like, I was like, I don't know. I've kind of was like, I'm not sure if this is going to work or if he's going to say yes, but it was such a pleasure and an honor having you on the show. And I think also for my audience, it's just, I always think in terms of like, who's going to deliver the most amount of value on this. And there's no one who's better at podcasting or knows more about it, in my opinion, than you do. Mm. So you were my goal of who to have on. So I think it's thinking in terms of starting with where you are and thinking in terms of who's going to deliver the most amount of value to your audience and really going there first. Yeah. And I love what you said just now about delivering value, because I think value is more than just how many subscribers you have. Oh my goodness. Yeah. Right. It's like <laughs> information, skills, specialties. Like one of my one of the things I teach is when people are trying to get into a space and they get so worried about all the competitors, mm -hmm. my suggestion is what is your specialty that they don't have, but they want mm -hmm. in that space? Learn about that, become the expert in that. That way they'd be crazy not to say yes to invite you on because they can't deliver that same kind of information. So it doesn't even matter if you have any subscribers. I mean, you're, you, they're going to feel cool introducing this new person to this audience with some cool specialty that they've never heard of before. For sure. And I think even outside of the collaboration factor, this is something I'm asked about all the time because there are so many channels on YouTube and anyone in any space is going to have what we'll call competitors. I truly think if you're doing it in your own way, they're not competitors. But um, I think one of my biggest takeaways from how I've grown because I kind of fell into this a little bit accidentally and I didn't even know who else was out there in my niche and who else was talking about marketing and social media and all that stuff at the beginning. Mm -hmm. And what I always say is I have an acronym for it because I think people focus so much on views and subscribers and they focus on trying to go viral. But if you really want to create a community and a tribe, it's not about going viral. It's about focusing on your ideal customers or ideal audience members and speaking directly to them. So the acronym stands for um, valuable information that you know is going to actually help your audience and really focusing on value first. Intel, so your own unique experience because no one in the world has the experience and the intel that you have about your niche. Um, so explaining it in a way that comes from your own unique path relevancy because that's also the words that are being searched in your industry and then um, really authenticity to your brand being on brand and making sure the content is not something that's just trying to attract views but it's something that is actually what you know and want to be teaching and then finally the l stands for leveraging because you have to be leveraging your video content to build your business particularly as an entrepreneur you want to be sending people to some sort of space where they can further connect with you, whether that's an email list or an online store um, or even an offline store as well or offline service. And I have a lot of clients who have businesses like that and they use the same method, but they just drive them to a different conversion site. Nice. I like how you break things down so they're just easy to consume like that. I think that's a really important thing that we could all learn from when it comes to, especially creating videos, just kind of making it easy. And I like how you have acronyms in there because we know where you're going and we want to stick around so we could hear the whole thing. So I, I love how you just practice what you preach there. Oh, thank you. <laughs> um, I'm looking at your YouTube channel right now. You have a hundred and some odd thousand subscribers, 150 or 130 some odd thousand subscribers, which is in just incredible. And I can see that you only have 150 videos up there, which that's like pretty incredible to see that you have that I mean, I've only seen a few channels with few videos, but a ton of subscribers. I, I see a lot of other people who 
are, are growing big channels, but they're coming out with like 10 videos a day. Mm. <laughs> and that's a different kind of strategy. And that there's, there's perhaps some merit in that too, depending on what your goals are. But tell me a little bit about how you're approaching your, your just channel overall and your approach to this. Because I mean, 150 is a lot, but you know, across two years, it's, it's not as much as you might think to get to the subscriber level that you have. Like how, like how are you able to, to achieve that? So my, my thought process on this has always been quality over quantity. And I truly treat each video as its own individual sort of traffic machine. And so I want to make sure that each video that I put out, we have a very detailed um, process that we use to um, not only research the content, but script, create the content, upload it to YouTube, and then a whole distribution plan that we use as well to make sure that each video has the best shot of ranking on YouTube so that we get those long-term results. And I think that's something really, really important to understand is that if you create YouTube content in the right way and you're actually optimizing it in the right way and distributing it in the right way, you can have traffic from that one video for years and years and years and years to come as long as it's evergreen content. I have one video that to this day is bringing in 200 to 300 email subscribers a week um, and they're targeted for free. So I think it's really, really important to understand that piece of it and that's a huge part of success on YouTube and my my thought process and my mindset on my channel is really producing the best videos I can with where I'm at on a weekly basis. And I just know for me running a business, I am, I don't actually consider myself a YouTuber because I feel like those are, that's people who are producing daily and are creating more entertainment based content. Whereas mine's more edutainment, I guess, mm-hmm. um, and educational. Um, and I, I don't have the capacity to be doing more than what I'm doing right now. And maybe that'll change one day, but I feel like the strategy we've used from day one, which has always been one video a week has done really well for us. Um, and it's allowed us to really dial in the process for each video to make sure that each video is going to get the amount of views and the ranking that we want it to get. That's great. And they come out every Tuesday, right? Every Tuesday. Yeah. You had mentioned a couple words just now that I'm curious about, and that's distribution plan. When you publish a video, what happens right after that to help make that video successful? Okay, so I don't have it in front of me, so I'm going to have to try and go off the top of my head, but I started doing this right when I started creating YouTube videos and realized how powerful it was um, because I had a tiny bit of a social audience, but I didn't have an email list or anything. So even when my email list started to grow from YouTube and I had 30 people on there, I would send out my video every week just as value. And I just say, Hey, I made a video this week on how to get more views on YouTube. Hope you check it out. And those 30 people opted in. I was nurturing the relationship with them. I was delivering value on a weekly basis. I wasn't selling anything at the time and they were so happy to go and support me. And those people are still around and they still support every video I put out. So first thing I do is send an email to my list and tell them about the new video. Mm because that drives a ton of warm traffic to the video to give me a bit of an unfair advantage in ranking because obviously YouTube and Google are going to look at that and go, okay, this is getting a lot of engagement in a very short period of time. And understanding the first 24 hours of you posting a YouTube video are the most vital. So you can put it on YouTube, but the moment it actually goes live and it's public, that's when you need to start your 24 hour clock and get it out as much as possible and get as much traffic to your YouTube video as possible so that you get those engagement signals to actually rank. And it's something called velocity. So they want to see velocity of views and engagement in the first 24 hours in order to tell 
YouTube and Google whether, whether it should rank or not. So email list first, then all of my social platforms. So we post three tweets on the first day that we post the video, one in the morning, one in the afternoon, one in the evening. Um, and then we look at which of those tweets performs the best and gets the most engagement. And we basically take those and schedule them out for the rest of the week promoting that video. And then I promote my videos if they're evergreen content, which most are, um, for six months out. So I do like once a week for six months on Twitter. Facebook, we do a post with a native video teaser. Um, so we post a native video to Facebook or another strategy I've been working on and working with and testing for the last little while has been doing a live stream and putting the link to the YouTube video in the comments of the live stream uh, on Facebook. So instead of Facebook sort of having a negative effect on the fact that I have a YouTube link in the description, they will actually, um, you know, give me more exposure because I'm doing a live stream and that obviously gets more exposure in the feed than just a text post. Um, so we've been doing that. That's been working really well. And then we posted on a Pinterest board. We posted on Instagram. I put it on my Instagram stories. Uh, and I used to also use LinkedIn quite a bit to post as well, but I'm not super active there anymore. So every social platform we have, we posted there. Um, and then from there, we've also been playing a little bit with Facebook advertising to promote our videos as well and driving directly to the YouTube channel as well. Out of all those things that you do besides email, because I would suspect mm -hmm. that with the email list that you've grown being so highly targeted, I mean, they're going to listen to you. They're going to come and watch the videos. That's going to help with mm -hmm. velocity. But other than that, what is helping you the most with velocity for your YouTube videos? I would say all the social, all the social platforms that we post on the day of. I mean, I have a pretty engaged audience everywhere. And because YouTube has really grown all of my social platforms, the audience is engaged everywhere in the content that I'm creating. So um, that's a really huge piece that I think is often missed. And I also don't think a lot of people understand the value of those first 24 hours and getting it mm -hmm. into as many hands as possible. Um, another thing actually we've been using too is um, Facebook Messenger bots. We've been playing around with that as well. And that's been helping with Velocity too. Tell me more about that. So we actually made a video on it on my YouTube channel um, and we've been using a service called ManyChat, which is awesome. And basically every Tuesday, every week we put out a new video, I'll send out a um, note so private Facebook message to all of my subscribers who come through my Facebook page uh, and basically say, I have a new video on this topic. Would you like to see it? And then there's an auto response that follows up to say, um, here's the link, go check it out on YouTube. Fantastic. So we'll make sure to link to that video and all the other things we've been talking about uh, in the show notes for this episode. But Sunny, there's been a wealth of information here. I think it's just going to be the scratching the surface of people who are diving into YouTube. And obviously, you're a great person to go to for some more help. Where would you recommend they go to find out more and just get, get the best help from you on this stuff? Um, I have all of my resources on sunnylinnardeasy.com. So that's where I would suggest you go. But also on my YouTube channel, I have so many tutorials on YouTube. Um, so on how to use YouTube and grow on YouTube. So I definitely suggest going there as well. And then I have a program called YouTube for Bosses, which is a four-hour crash course uh, teaching you how to rank number one on YouTube. So I love that. And your people, are, you, you call them bosses. That's like, that's like their known name. I love that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so if exactly. any of the bosses are listening, thank you for sticking around and listening to, uh, listening to us. I hope this is great. And for SPI Nation, um, which that name changes all the time. I think that's actually the first time I've ever used SPI Nation. I like that a lot. I really like that. Well, it's like kind that. of similar to Fire Nation, which is J John Lee Dumas's thing. Right. So I don't know if I want to get too close to that. But um, <laughs> anyway, we'll, we'll figure it out. Team, okay. I like to also call them Team Flynn, even though I have a team of my own. I think they're also a part of Team Flynn. But totally. anyway, you, you guys can figure that out later. 
Um, make sure you go to Sunny's website and we'll link to all that good stuff and her, uh, her YouTube channel as well, of course. Um, and then finally, I want to talk about your podcast really quick. Why, why start a podcast now, even after success on, on YouTube? I think um, now makes the most sense because we have seen success on YouTube and I wanted to start this right and I wanted to do it in a way that made sense and was doable for our team um, where we could actually delegate the majority of the processes out to the team. So um, we've spent the last three months really creating a strategy around how to create the po podcast and how to launch it. Um, and you're our, you're our first official, official guest on it, which is really exciting. Um, so, and you're amazing on it. So I'm so grateful, but um, um, yeah, so we, we basically, you know, we're at a place where we mastered YouTube and we're continuing to master it, but we have a built-in audience there. We have a built-in audience on our social platforms and podcasting is another amazing discovery tool. So having a podcast means more brand awareness. Um, and also just for me and my broadcasting roots, I am a very innately curious human and I love interviewing people and it's what I used to do. So um, I just really love interviewing people and talking to people and delivering that value and content to my audience. And in your interview, I had so many aha moments. And so I'm super grateful for that because I learned so much in just the first interview that I can't wait to interview a bunch more people. <laughs> yeah, no, this would be great. I'm, I'm looking forward to it. What's the name of the show one more time? It's called The Sunny Show. The Sunny Show. So check that out after this episode. If you want to dive into that, you could probably find it on iTunes or wherever yep. you are listening to this podcast too. Sunny, thank you so much for your time and your energy and your wisdom today. We appreciate you so much. Thank you so much for having me. I really appreciate it. All right. I hope you enjoyed that interview. Wow. Thank you so much, Sunny, for coming on and sharing your wisdom with us. For all of you who want to check more of what she has to offer, uh, you can go to SunnyLeonardDoozy.com, SunnyLeonardDoozy on YouTube, and of course, her new podcast, The Sunny Show, and I'm just so honored that I am episode one, episode one, uh, just so thank you, Sunny. Um, guys, thank you so much for making the decision today to listen to this podcast. I appreciate you so much for all the support. Uh, make sure you subscribe to the podcast if you haven't already, and by the way, you know we talked a lot about podcasting today. If you want to get started in your podcasting journey, I have a new free three-day mini course that you can go through. Literally, just you go and sign up and then you, you get access to day one right away. And that's something that you can find at howtostartapodcast.com. Isn't that a great domain name? I got so lucky with that. Howtostartapodcast.com. Go there. It's a free three-day mini course. I'll walk you through everything you need to know to get, get set up and, and launched and up on iTunes. And uh, there's opportunities to get deeper involved with podcasting from there as well too. So again, remember, howtostartapodcast.com. Super easy. So as soon as you're ready to get going, you can get going right away. Howtostartapodcast.com. Thank you guys so much. I appreciate you and I look forward to serving you in next week's episode. And if you have a chance, go back and look, like scroll through the archives, find a show that has a title that seems interesting to you and just listen to it. I bet you there will be some gold nuggets in there for you based on what it is that you're doing next. And again, if that's a podcast, howtostartapodcast.com. Cheers guys, take care and I'll see you in the next one. Bye. Thanks for listening to the Smart Passive Income Podcast at www.smartpassiveincome.com.